is the harder that we grind, then the sweeter is the glory. People say I'm foolish. People say I'm blinded by faith. But if I run out of there, if I crash, I don't care. I'm gonna do it my way. Welcome to the Amazing Journey podcast, detailing my experience with stage four lung cancer. My name is Mary Funaoka, a survivor, and you're listening to year five, episode one, three months shy of my five-year cancerversary. There are moments throughout our days when there are no words, not because there's nothing more to say, but because there's so much right here with us that there are not words enough by Brian Andreas. It's 2021 and I've wasted no time bringing in the new year with productivity and purpose. The key word for me this year is balance instead of my usual juggling, which implies more of a coping mechanism rather than intentional equilibrium. Legal things have been checked off my list, amending our family trust, oh, the irony, and changing Mila's middle name. Don't ask. Lance and I had talked about changing it years ago, but never got around to it. She's finally happy that we now share the same middle name, Grace. Our adopted 1.5-year-old German Shepherd mix is acclimating well into our family. She is the calmest and sweetest member of our unit, and the kids are building both empathy and responsibility as they learn to care for her. Aries is now the A in Team Fun and was abandoned by her owner after she she gave birth to her litter of puppies. She also had burnt fur as she was left outside in sunny Central California. Mila is the official trainer and protector, not from other dogs, but from Tyus. I'm constantly reminding them that as a dog, she doesn't want to play dress up, wear sunglasses, or be caped with a fleece blanket at night. Aries's presence has brought about more frequent walks, cleaning, and Google searches galore. We were hoping for a guard dog, but there are too many people in and out of our home. She welcomes all without a bark, lick, or jump, thankfully. As I continue to think about balance, I've introduced the kids to a variety of meditation routines, from the Peloton meditation app, chakra stones, and music, to setting intentions and international musical instruments, Tibetan sound bowls, African wave drum, Hawaiian finger piano, Chilean rain stick, and Japanese chimes. The kids pick the method for each evening and we've enjoyed the purposeful time together and opportunity to practice mindfulness, even if it's just 10 minutes. I thought it would help with Tyus's attention and behavior during online instruction, but I think I'm in need of an entirely different method, like a taser. I think that would work best. I'm kidding, mostly. In the fall, I began each kid's investment portfolio and allowed them to select one or two stocks while I pick safer ETFs and mutual funds. They've been intrigued by the ups and downs of the market and are observing trends. It's practical math that they're curious about and a great way for them to think about financial fitness. On a recent trip to Mitsua and Daiso, I gave each kid a $6 budget and Tyus chose a green bunny, which he named Bunny Apple. Sounds like a stripper name. Mila and Elias were encouraging him to get something that they could all play with, but he ultimately refused. 
Upon looking into my basket, they question, do you want that or do you need that? It's the same question I ask them when they want to make any type of purchase, like the bunny, but I refrained. I laughed so hard that when that when they wondered if they really need if I really needed a $20 tray of uni for spaghetti. Yes, absolutely. For food, I need it. We didn't grow up with money, so this is my way of educating them on the balance between working hard, playing hard, and saving wisely in between. Sabbatical for spring officially started, and I'm enjoying the time to become a student and researcher again. I've enrolled in online courses at both Harvard University and MIT. I keep trying to work ahead on the modules and the courses, but I'm unable to do so to ensure that I participate with the rest of the class. In addition to the courses, I will be writing case studies as a form of assessment for my pre-service classes and possibly creating a best practices article manual for homeschooling. Having this time to reset has been a blessing and I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would. But then again, it's only February. Hopefully the kids will be back in school for at least two days by the end of March and I can finally be surrounded by the most beautiful sound for a mom, silence. Exercising my mind isn't the only thing I crave. It's also physical. We take Aries on at least two walks a day, but definitely need more physical activity. I've been watching Peloton exercise videos on my phone while lying down. I know it's both counterproductive and perhaps my way of motivating myself to get up despite my exhaustion, but I can't help it. I'm just on my back imagining doing the squats and lifting weights while sometimes eating a cookie. I did run three miles from my house to my sister's this week, and fortunately she wasn't home. Otherwise, I would ask for a ride back. Cleaning is a hobby for me, but cleaning out Lance's side of the closet was something I wasn't ready to do until recently. Each kid received a memory box that they used to keep photos, pictures, articles of clothing, and mementos. They fought over his credit cards, wanting to use it to buy iTunes. I had to remind them that they were inactive because I closed the accounts, but the thought of a credit card was so appealing, so they kept it anyway. It was a great opportunity to talk about how they felt given that it's been eight months and we reminisced on our memories in whichever way they remembered it. How did he die again? Mila asked. I decided to read the cause straight from his death certificate. Acute and chronic alcoholism with cirrhosis, suspected esophageal varices and GI hemorrhage, public record for two reasons. One, Denying or distorting the truth will only confuse them as adults and complicate their realities and relationships. While some embrace denial or attribute blame extrinsically versus intrinsically, I can't treat this as a secret because we're ashamed or it's taboo. Rather, I must choose the hard and raw conversations couched in language and explanations that attempt to demystify our truths and show that our choices have consequences as do the effects of addiction and mental health. No one can take that away from us. And second, but more importantly, I don't dismiss what we experience together and continue to entertain all of their stories, both good and bad. It's compartmentalized grief as my therapist of over 14 months explained to me. Embracing both sides of the coin allows us to remember to unconditionally and unapologetically love Lance exactly for who he was. 
As adolescents and adults, this will help them make choices about alcohol, how to parent, and what relationships can sometimes look like. Truly loving my kids means being honest, even when it hurts. Finally, my health. Today, I had a check-in for my scan results and another round of chemo. No news is good news. I'm continuing on maintenance therapy and I'm feeling mostly well. The tumor marker count has dropped from the 60s in August to a mere six today. I'm even scheduled for a second dose of the Moderna vaccine in two weeks. While there seems to be a lot of controversy around it, I've eaten at McDonald's and can spam without hesitation, so I'm not about to question how modern medicine has used advanced science to protect me from my compromised health. Plus, I'll feel better about our upcoming travel plans. I've used points and recycled airline credit to book our trips in April and May and have saved for our June and July trips. When people ask how I'm really doing, the answer changes day by day. Sometimes I feel like I'm finally approaching peace, while other days I'm drifting and just barely hanging on. The possibility of travel definitely inspires me, as well as this quiet time to write, something that has been therapeutic for me. I've printed a 55-page book of my poetry, short sentences and phrases that capture the depth of my transitioning life emotions. It's titled Pieces, and here is a sampling. Whole. Pieces of love. We never needed any words, just a handful of silent glimpses to know our love was already written. Our bodies moved together like ocean waves until they drifted into the sunset where no separation could be traced. You have closed every empty space in my heart to make me whole again. The secrets my heart would tell if only she had the words. Missing, pieces of heartbreak and grief. Losing you meant losing a part of me that I wasn't ready to let go of. We were a love story whose ending we couldn't finish the way we had dreamed of in chapter one. She sat in her silence until it deafened her. You left me when I needed you the most, the most. Broken, pieces of addiction. You waved your red flag so high, I was blinded by the shadows it cast. Wrapped in your love, I found myself choked with intensity, obscurity, and an inability to unravel my own reality. You chose her over me, over us, every single time. Addiction was no mistress in our bed. You don't know me, he admitted. Even I am a stranger to myself. Unexpected, pieces of motherhood. I wanted the career, the house, the husband, the kids. I wanted it all so much that I sometimes forgot I wanted me too. She scooped her children's love from the bottom of the well, unafraid to drown in the depths of their innocence. She fed her children from the buffet of life and smiled as they returned for seconds and thirds. Unbreakable, pieces of resilience. She refused to hit pause when her heart told her to play on. Let the canvas of my life be repainted with strokes of hope and healing. Tear down the walls of my life so that I might finally be free to live. She took the crumbles of her broken pieces to put herself back together only to realize that the masterpiece was underneath all along. 
May will mark my five-year journey with stage four lung cancer, and I'm looking forward to documenting and celebrating with the visible and invisible groups of people who have made each day worth fighting for. And while my road has been a juggling of conventional and unconventional, I promise myself that I'm going to continue to do it my way with direction from my amazing oncologist, of course.